Welcome to Female Fear Factory, the podcast, a space where people share their experience with fear inherited from the systems designed to keep certain people from stepping into the joy of their personhood. On this podcast, you will hear about when fear has hurt and when community is healed. The Female Fear Factory is a performance of patriarchal policing of and violence towards women and others cast female who are therefore considered safe to violate. The first thing that comes to the forefront of my mind is my grandmother. My grandmother who has always been safe to violate, I think, of her silences, I think of her fear, I think of her paralysis in front of my grandfather. And I think of him too. I think of my grandfather and his violence. I think of the individual silences. And I'm concerned also of the collective inaction. I understand that I was safe to violate from a very young age. I was raised in a family where my grandfather was the patriarch and made all decisions and everyone has to walk at his beat. So I was raised by my Iranian grandparents and my Iranian mother and being their child meant in many ways that I was safe to violate. They seldom saw me as someone who was worthy of protection. And that was related to my gender, but also my race, which I don't dissociate. They come together as an experience, being myself Black and Iranian, being myself African and Iranian. My experience as a perceived woman by society are only through the lens of a perceived Black woman through society. So I've considered myself safe to violate since I was a young girl because I was in an environment that was predominantly non-black in Tehran, the capital city of Iran, and that I was a black little girl. And that in my family, conversations around race and gender were not allowed. So my gender and race identity only existed in my own mind. I began to police myself as a form of protection as soon as I realized that I was safe to violate, even though I felt that it was unjust. And the self-policing came through my speech. I would form silences. I would not say what was happening at home. I would not say what was happening on the streets of Tehran or at school. I would not say how people view me. People asked, oh, but how is it? growing up Black in Iran, how was it for you when you were a little girl? I would just lie and say that it was just the same, just like anywhere else. So my silences were a way to protect myself, I thought. I was ashamed for thinking that I was safe to violate, and I wasn't conscious of any of the above. So my silences, I think, were a form of false protection. They provided me a false sense of protection. If I don't talk about it, then it's not happening. If I don't name it, then it's not happening. And because nobody else was naming the violence that I was experiencing, it was very easy to fall into that same modus operandi of forming silences and just living in some alternative reality when I wasn't who I actually was, a black Iranian girl. The policing has stopped. It was the self-policing stopped gradually when I became more or rather less and less ashamed of the harm that I had 
experienced and the violences that I had faced gradually when my understanding of my environment and my understanding of myself, my stories and my histories and that of my ancestors, those who came before me, made me stop self-policing. And also me becoming a mother made me stop self-policing, made me break my silences and focus on creating language, on telling the stories, on no longer centering fear like I was taught as a way to move, although it paralyzes, but rather to learn to coexist with it in a way, accept it, understand it. I have been carving out fear-free spaces, not just for myself, but also others just in general who felt the need to step into a space similar to the stories that I write about my experiences, past and present, about my points of view that were formed as a result. And how I face fear is by speaking to it, by aiming back, by talking back at it, by telling it to shut up, <laughs> by telling it that this is the wrong house. And even though it was the house for duration, it's no longer a house in this family. Fear has no more any space. And I can speak of who I am. I can speak of my experiences. And I think for creating, creating language to respond to it, creating actions to stop it, and creating language to understand it, where it comes from. So we can stand in front of it if it ever comes to a turn. I am Priscilla Kunku Hoveda. I am a human rights jurist, and this has been my female fear factory story. Mochakira, thank you.